this huge, huge success with, uh, with French Without Tears, um, you know, light comedy, but it contains all the seeds, you know, immature men, slightly more mature women. This play was so successful uh, when he was 25 that he entered into a period where he worried that he would never be taken seriously as a playwright, that he would be known as this, this writer of light comedy. So he sets up uh, a main character, Alan, who is a would-be writer, who finds himself uh, in sort of provincial France, where he and some friends of his are studying to learn French in order to pass the entrance exams into the diplomatic corps. And into this mix is thrown the sister of one of the boys, who is devastatingly attractive and causes mayhem. So much of it is about people's failure to be able to understand their own emotional lives. The events of the play take place almost entirely within a hermetically sealed world. So everything you need to know to do the play is in the play, which is often a mark of a very good play, and particularly of a very good comedy. Winslow Boy is a story about a young naval cadet and he is accused of having stolen a postal order from another boy's locker and he's been expelled from the school and his family are furious about this, they believe that he's been wronged so they get in a great barrister to come and see if he'll take up the case. His main interest is actually the effect of a political act on a family. Uh, and in that sense, it's a domestic comedy and tragedy. So Robert Morton turns up at the end in the scene and the boy's story just starts falling apart all over the place. And it ends with Robert Morton just denouncing him and saying, I think it's about time you admit that you are a liar and a forger and you're causing terrible harm to your family. And the last lines of the act are him turning to his clerk and saying, well, have all the papers sent to me uh, to my chambers in the morning. He says, well, surely you don't need them now. And his line, he ends the play with a line, oh yes, the boy is plainly innocent, I accept the brief. He's somebody who absolutely knows how to play an audience like a, like a marionette. I think it's truly a great play in, in the sense that it does fuse the, the public and the political worlds in a very complex and multi-layered way. And in that sense, it becomes very moving. It supports the idealistic notion of individual rights and the individual in the face of institutional oppression. It was written, you know, it was written in 1945, just at the end of the Second World War, and there, there were big things happening politically in England at the time. What we're really seeing is the strains on a patriarchal father who sacrifices a lot with his stubborn, willful nature to, to win the trial. The Browning version itself is an absolutely perfect play. It's, I think our production was 50-something minutes long. There are no breaks in it. It's extraordinary to direct something like that because it's, it is like a piece of music. 
uh, or, a, or a beautiful painting. It's a perfect play, the Browning version. It's small and compressed and absolutely devastating, I think. And people suddenly realised it. It's all set on the last day of uh, a much disliked school teacher's um, career at a minor public school. And we're in his little apartment uh, with his wife, who hates him and is having an affair with another teacher. And there is a boy who has um, been effectively given a kind of detention. And, and we know that he's, he's brilliant. And we know that he's terrifying to the kids. Um, and the headmaster comes in and there's another master retiring. And uh, he wants to change the order of them speaking at the final assembly so that the other master is prioritized over Crocker Harris. It's another uh, lack of recognition of, his, of him as a human being. And it's, a, it's one of those tiny little embarrassing humiliations that he's probably suffered many times. But the last thing that happens in the play is he phones the headmaster and just insists that he's going to speak last. The almost kind of classical tragedy form in which he's created this intense, intimate one-act play means that it almost feels like the greatest triumph you've ever heard. It's, it's like the weight of 30 years of indignity rather than 30 minutes. If somebody can just do a, a, a single thing and the whole audience are overcome with emotion because they can perceive everything that's underneath it, but the repression or the fear or the, just the nature of the characters means they can't say anything explicit. And so you've had this wonderful drop down to the, to the really bottom of the emotional belly of the human condition, and then just a little upturn, which takes us forward into the rest of his life. That's what Terence Rattigan is greater. The thing that was so strange about the way he was dismissed is he was always dismissed as being, it's all stiff upper lip and people not expressing their emotions. That's so 100% not what Terence Rattigan is about. His plays are all about the reasons why people don't express their emotions and then showing you what those emotions are. And he does that so beautifully in all of his plays.